Listen, church, if you really want to walk in God's prosperity, you're going to have to take a step of faith. The scripture, we refer to it as the law of progression. You can start in Genesis and you can clearly see God created the world, the earth, and the fullness thereof, and he gave dominion to Adam. Adam gave that dominion to Satan, but God knew what was going to happen. Once Adam gave the dominion to Satan, then Jesus had to come. Or you and I would think about this. What if God hadn't had a plan? Do you realize we would have eternally been separated? Have you given that any thought? What a God. When we sing that song, deeper, deeper, deeper. My prayer is 2020 will end and you'll have a revelation and you've entered into a depth of the fullness of the spirit that every 24 seven, other than when you're asleep, you have the revelation and the fullness and the understanding of the word of God, how good he is. What a good, good God. We want him deeper in our life, but he wants us deeper in him. Remember Genesis, the beginning of Genesis? I'm going to send one that's going to bruise your head. That was truth. How long did it take it to come to, to pass? Come on, you're a historian. How many? Come on, how many? Come on, talk to me. Does anybody out there know? What is it? Is that one? Two? Wouldn't you think 1,000 years would be long enough to wait? How about two? How about three? Four. Not four days. Not four weeks. Not four months. Not four years. Not four centuries. How long is a century? I'm not sure I'm saying that right. 4,000 years. But did it come to pass? It did come to pass. Genesis, I'm going to send one to bruise your head. He came. When he came, he came in the fullness to deliver and redeem us back in our rightful place with our Father God. Oh, what a happy day. But to the world... To the enemy, it looked like he won, didn't it? Come on, church. Think about Calvary. Oh, they thought they won, but it wasn't even but a very short time that they realized, oh my, what have we done? What have we done? How does this relate to prosperity In Genesis chapter 1, that same word from God himself was fulfilled. Jesus came. He came in a form and in a manner that man didn't want to accept that. Man didn't want to acknowledge. It was such a silly plan. How could those Pharisees and Sadducees and all that had the intellect, how could they believe that that, that that 
was. That, in a manger, was God's plan. He didn't come in with their way of the right look. Come on, church. Think about this. Get this in your spirit to where you can discern the world from God's way, the supernatural from the natural. God delivered the supernatural in Genesis 1. The natural occurred when Jesus was birthed. But even that natural was supernatural and the world still didn't want to accept it. And he walked and lived his life out. Twelve years of age, they found him in the synagogue teaching. The very elite astounded. Couldn't believe what they were hearing. Marveled at the wisdom that came out of his mouth. They still didn't accept him. They they rejected him. But in all of that, my goodness, that same spirit that raised him from the dead, that's what put him over, Mavis. That's what helped him fulfill what God sent him here to do. Drops of blood, he sweat. But he was determined to fulfill the will, the plan, and the purpose that God brought him to earth for. And bless God, he did. And now, it's not stardust. It's not magic. It's none of that. Every person in this room, every individual in this room under the sound of my voice, you're here for a purpose. It may not be to be behind this pulpit. You think God raised this church up just for the life of this church to be based on two people's lives? Surely you got the revelation of that. It's not our church. It's his church. Listen, church, if you really want to walk in God's prosperity, you're going to have to take a step of faith. You're going to have to, number one, believe that word. He gave up his riches in glory. And he became poor that you be rich. It's not just about your spiritual application. It's man is a spirit. He has a soul and he has a body. It might take you a while. Just like Genesis to Jesus' birth. Just like Jesus' birth till he was 33 and his death and crucifixion. Guess where he is right now? He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Make an intercession for every person in here. He's saying, Father, she's telling them the truth. May they have ears to hear. May they have a heart to receive. May they have a will to be a doer of the word. This church is not one of those churches that we go by a calendar of Advent or something like that. We go by the Holy Ghost and what he says to do, what he says to say. How he says to act. God's vision imparted to your heart is supposed to be greater than you in your natural ability can do. You ought to write that down. Your giving should be greater than your natural ability can do. But that doesn't mean you don't do nothing. 
You got to start somewhere. You got to go back to 1971 when God reached down from heaven and touched the heart of Philip Jackson and Cheryl Jackson in a little Methodist church in Lowesville, North Carolina. We said yes. We were filled with the Holy Ghost. Was in the Sunday school classroom. Was called the hut because you didn't have enough rooms for everybody to meet. So you had to come out of that church and go into this little coal cement block building. And see it like yesterday. They asked me to pray. Nobody told me to do it. I just lifted my hands towards heaven. I said, Father, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll be what you want me to be. That entire Sunday school class was weeping under the power of God. The God, God's power fell in that cement concrete building like a warm blanket. A gentleman came up to me and he said, well, you'll be going on a circuit now. His dad was a preacher. I said, what kind of circuit? Well, you'll be getting calls. You'll, you'll become an evangelist. You'll be out there in the field. I said, you don't know what you're talking about. But I said, you know what? If God says do that, I will do it. And then we earned the reputation. They're so heavenly minded. They're no earthly good. If praying for people to be delivered of sickness and disease out of their body, you need to get heavenly minded. You've got truth. You've got truth. You've got truth. I don't care where you go. Give somebody the truth. First thing you ought to give this year is the word of God. The truth. There are people in here, they need this message more than any message they've ever heard in their life. And if they don't make some, some decisions today, whoo, I wasn't planning on saying that. If they don't make a decision today to go with the word, the future out there won't be God's best. That's God's best, that word right there. That we receive it, embrace it, accept it, believe it, confess it, be a doer of it.